welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, action, and choices that you can make to bring more joy into your life, into the world, and into other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 230 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week kicks off the Joy of Marketing Month, where I will be talking with small business owners and marketing experts about how they have found ease and joy in marketing their service-based business. It's going to be such a fun month, and I cannot wait for you to hear all of these amazing guests. This week, Lisa Princheck is joining me. She is the branding and growth specialist behind Scaling Deep, which is the name of both her business and her podcast. I knew that she would be a great fit for the Joy of Marketing Month here on the show because her approach to growing and marketing your business is so refreshing and distinctive. Instead of doing all the things or feeling like you need to be everything to everyone, which of course is not sustainable, she encourages entrepreneurs to scale deep instead of wide. So This means that you would pick one or two or maybe three things that you're going to focus on as a marketing plan, and you're going to go deep on those items so that you can really dig in. And the other really fun part is that these two or three things are going to be things that fit your personality and feel like fun and bring you joy and don't feel like the struggling stuff that none of us really want to do anyway. (laughs) So before we get to that conversation, I want to wish you all a very warm welcome here to Jumpstart Your Joy and say thank you so much for tuning in. If you are new and have questions, you can find more out about myself or about the show over at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can binge listen to 229 past episodes there (laughs) if you need to. While you're there, I invite you to sign up for the weekly newsletter, which is called Three Joyful Things. And it's where I take one of the aha moments or a really inspiring thing that one of the guests has said during the conversation we have that week. And I unpack the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to bring one of those things into your life and really jumpstart joy in your world. You can find the sign up for that on the homepage of jumpstartyourjoy.com. And of course, there are also show notes that go with this episode, which you can find jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Lisa P for print check. And in that, I'll be linking to her site and some of the things that we talk about. If you would like to get these show notes right there in the app on your mobile phone, you can find them and subscribe to Jumpstart Your Joy for free on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, and then you'll get absolutely every episode automatically delivered to your mobile device each week. So what I really love about this discussion with Lisa, I can't wait for you to hear it, is that we talk about the things that have made a difference in our respective businesses and led to more of an ease-filled approach to marketing. The thing that I know to be true from having been through Life Coach Training is that there can be a lot of anxiety or angst about creating marketing around your brand new business, especially if you can't quite articulate what it is that you do. So I love that Lisa and I dig in and we talk about leaning into the thing that feels fun or that feels fresh and new for you and going with that instead of feeling like you have to do the stuff that everybody else is doing. No, let go of that. (laughs) 
You'll hear a lot of inspiration here about how you can tap into the thing that feels like the right fit for your personality. What I love is that Lisa identifies that she loves going to conferences and making meaningful connections there with real people that she then follows up with. And of course, I talk about my podcast (laughs) because as I was growing my life coaching business, this felt like the most fun and joyful thing to do. And then it became a business all of its own. So welcome to the show, Lisa Printcheck. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Paula. Yay. Um, it was such a treat to get to meet you at She Podcasts. And I don't know if you want to share any aha moments from there, if you have some. I think what I loved about it wasn't so much an aha moment. I feel like I was learning. I learned a little bit about podcasting, but I also just love being around this mix between mission, impact, and business because it wasn't all about business. And it was a lot of people who are just like, we need to get our message out. So I think I was just inspired by the the quality of people there and the intention they had to do good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just make money, <laughs> which is always fun right. to have that there as well. But it was a really great mix of more grassroots, but still professional. And that's a really unique combination to find at a conference. So that was a definitely fun. And of course, I met you. Right. <laughs> and we've had a few chats. So that's been awesome. I had you on my podcast not long ago. And I had a, met a great client who really needs me to help her with things that I love doing. Oh, yeah. And a friend of mine that I went with, we decided to launch our own podcast coming up soon. A lot of things came out of that. I think that's awesome. And so I'll link up to our past episode on your show, which was so much fun. Thank you for having me on there too. An early question that I like to ask everybody is tell us what you loved most as a child or in school. What were your earliest sparks of joy? I've been thinking about this recently, actually. All, what are my memories? And because I've got a son who's eight, I've been thinking about what kind of life do I want to lead with him for the next 10 years? And I'm thinking back and everything I remember are, my, are the adventures, the crazy things that we did outside or the trips that we took. So I think things like being on a summer road trip, driving across the country the couple times that we did, going on this long-winded tour around the maritime provinces for three weeks, even though my parents had to drag me there. (laughs) Just all the adventures running around my grandparents' orchard like have all just been outside and exploring. And so I think that's what still lights me up now. I'm noticing that's all I really care about. I don't want more stuff. I just want to be able to be out in the world more yeah, and as much as possible. Yes. I have a nine-year-old boy and I try so hard to make sure that we have adventures together because I feel like that is the thing that I remember we used to do this thing. (laughs) This is random, but my mom would let us take a day off. My dad worked at a company called Mervyn's, which people in the US will maybe remember. But so they would get a day off called a Merv day at his work. And so my mom would call the Merv days for us. And we'd be like, you can just tell me you don't want to go to school one time a year and it's on like you don't have to go. And so putting those little things into a day for a kid or putting it in play for them is so memorable and lovely. And it does, it brings about joy. And it's quality time and all they want to do is hang out with their parents for for the first many years before they probably switch into where they all they care about other friends. Right. So giving them the, that quality time is what they want. And I think that 
sometimes we're so busy doing things or trying to get ahead or, or providing the revenue in our businesses, for example, or in our work to bring the money home to be able to afford things, but that's not what they want. I mean, yes, they think they want toys, but they're not going to remember the toys <laughs> as much right. as the, as the ha- hanging out with people they love. Yeah. Mm, so true. Well, and so this month that we are in right now is all about finding the joy in marketing. So I'm expecting that we will have a, a rather interesting conversation here about it. And your show, you recently renamed it to Scaling Deep. Would you explain what that what that means to you and how you arrived at that name? Scaling Deep is about the intersection of our human desire to grow and evolve with our desire to have meaning and impact and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And I have found in life that those two things are often almost opposing in our, in our lives. Like we're, Oh, I need to grow. I need to earn more. I need to gain more. And there's this natural sort of egotistical part of us that wants that because that's how we've survived with that. Well, what is this all about? And is there more to life than this? And am I feeling empty when I'm achieving these goals? And so I've always battled that. And I've always been aware of those two polarities. And after university, it's just how I think. It's what I spent most of my time in my life exploring and discovering and grappling with. So I became a life coach in 20, 2008, I decided I need to do something meaningful. And I said, the worst case scenario is that at least I get some personal development <laughs> through that program because there's a lot of coaching you receive. And when I started that work, I had a hard time growing the business because even though I felt like I am a results oriented person who's ambitious, I struggled with valuing the money side because it was like, how much do I really need? And what am I striving for? So I struggled with that for so long that I think when I did evolve my business to being more of a business coach at the time, I actually ran a program called Scaling Deep because I think I was exploring what are the solutions or the ways beyond mass marketing, having to be online all the time. And so I ran a course called Scaling Deep. And of course, whenever I decide to re- run a course, I usually try to buy the URL. That's just mm-hmm. the way that most of us probably do things. And I, and I kept that name and that was like 2016. And when I was at She Podcast, oh yeah, here's another aha. I was saying, hey, I've got this URL. It's about to expire. I haven't done anything with it. What should I do? And she said, I think you should just change your whole brand to that. And I was like, good point. And I had no intention to change my brand because I have my URL for my name and I've had it as for seven years at the time. And I don't really have a preference between personal brand and more of a gen- like generic could be more people brand because I didn't have a goal to run an agency or I don't have a goal to sell my business. But it just came about that I was like, yes, because I'd also been exploring Mm-hmm. The whole concept of the three-word rebellion, which Dr. Michelle Mazur has a book about, and I'd read that book, and I didn't really come up with a rebellion, but it was this idea of a three-word expression that catalyzes change, says a lot more about what you believe in, and evokes curiosity, and for people to question their own state in that regard. As soon as I started down that path of, I should probably just do this, I realized that, oh yeah, scale deep. Like that's my two word rebellion. 
So it's got a lot of connotations. That's the backstory. So it was kind of a part of a something that I just obviously decided month like years ago and then came up again. And I just went, yep, that makes sense and didn't question it and just went for it. I think that's great. I think there's something around having also been through life coach training and I still coach. My own story is I started the podcast at the end of my training as the marketing arm for that. And then, of course, <laughs> as you know, the business became the podcast. But I, I don't know. I think there's something about finding your way to the specific thing that you love. And for me, the life coaching piece was also a journey of, of figuring out who I was. And that then let me scale deep, if you will. Yeah. And for me, it's it's about saying that we can grow, but... I think scaling deep is a little bit about business model. It's a little bit about wanting guiding depth. It's about marketing. It's the idea, because I do more marketing now, that you don't have to be everywhere all the time. You don't have to try to meet the mat, like see, be in front of the masses. You can follow your personality, trust who you are and how it feels to show up and where. Like I, I scale deep by going to conferences and not tons, but like, I love going to conferences. I meet my best clients at conferences. And that to me may not be a, a massive growth strategy that gets in front of, you know, thousands, but it also just feels really fun. Like I love, I'm an extrovert, right? So I love getting out and actually meeting real people sometimes. And I live in a small town where there isn't a lot of local networking. So I, I would rather just to do it all at once in two to three days and then make meaningful relationships like enough that I don't take away like 20 business cards. I actually, I have some follow-ups and then there's just like a, one or two people who I maintain a relationship with over time. And that's yeah. really, really exciting. And I think that's a very viable business model. Like I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are running businesses that way, but those aren't the ones we're seeing out there in the mass marketing because we are getting receiving all the mass marketing advertising. Yes. And so that's all we see. So we think we need to do that in order to be successful, but actually that doesn't work for anyone who's not massive. So it's yeah. kind of a funny I'm kind of like challenging that yes that work that company is that solopreneur is has a 5 million dollar business and yes they need to be doing these eight tactics. Mm-hmm. But you as a 100,000 dollar entrepreneur you don't need to have eight tactics if you're a smaller business. You just need to have one or two. Mm-hmm. And the one or two places that you show up like a pro, that you love being there and, and you can give your best value and content. And everyone is everywhere these days. You can get enough out of one channel. There's, if you show up on one channel and you love being there, there's enough of your tribe there to grow a business that ha- one by one. And I like that idea as well, is that scaling deep is also about growth, but doing it by serving clients better as well and not just focusing on the numbers. Yes. Oh, and I was like literally doing like a little happy dance and like nodding my head as you were saying, as you were talking about how we see the messaging from we'll call them the big guys or the big brands or the the bigger solopreneurs because they are at one, a different probably level. They've been out there maybe longer. They just have a, a larger income stream that's letting them purchase the ads or make the noise in a different way. But it, but the piece that I feel like was the really, oh, that I was like, oh yeah, we got there. It was those of us who are growing by relationship and growing one by one like you're talking about, 
I'm not running Facebook ads. Like <laughs> I'm talking about my message quietly in, in a way, but I'm not in the hustle. I'm not making the noise. And if you're on my newsletter, thank you. I, I love you. But I'm also not out there running the strategic launches. Maybe someday I will. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of them, but like that's just not how I'm running a business right now. There's, there's a groups. lot of people making tons of money that are making not a lot of noise in marketing. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing is that we don't see what's also working that doesn't have to be loud and massive. And it's not just saying that one thing might or might not work for you. So I have a a couple, I have a scaling deep marketing roadmap that I have an example on it, which is kind of my business model that I don't really say in it, but (laughs) I'll tell anyone. And it's like, because I want to simplify. It's like, uh, people find me like on Google and, and then they may listen to a podcast episode or land on my website And then they decide to book with me at a consult and then they'll potentially hire me. So that is like one of my my main paths of revenue. And it's like the most simple thing with the least amount of steps and it's really predictable. It's so simple and it's not massive at all. I'm just, I have a really well written positioned website. I've been online long enough that it shows up when people do Google searches, which is unbelievable. I know, but that's my main source. And I also am planning to do Facebook ads because I've learned Facebook ads. I also offer Facebook ads as a service. So now I'm good at it. I'm efficient. I know how to get the cost down. And I want to run that to my scaling deep roadmap. And so it seems odd and it may or may not be wildly successful. It's not really the point. I think the point is the simplicity is that I have ongoing content that keeps my website highly ranked. I have, uh, I'm good at ads so I can likely bring in people to getting into knowing more about me and and getting something from me for, from that, that funnel. And I would rather do that than post on three different social media places every single day, twice a day, or even every day. Right. So that just works better for me because I love the numbers and I love being able to track And so I would rather do that than, and I love writing copy and I'd rather do that for one ad or like four tester ads than write a a post every single day on Instagram. Right. So it's it's more efficient, right? So I think that's what it's about. And that's what I like to say to people is that you can do anything. You can choose any tactic, but don't do like a ton of them. Right. Yeah. And how simple it is. I love that you're underlying like the piece of simplicity. And there's also the piece there about the foundation of it, which happens to be the word I've chosen for this year, but is is laying down the foundation so that it can serve you. Like by you having a well-ranking uh, site that keeps bringing in new people that are looking for specific search terms, like it's doing some of the heavy lifting for you, <laughs> which is brilliant. I feel like when people are are out there posting without a lot of results on social media, if it's just to try and drum up business and they don't have a real direction that they're trying to head or a message that they're trying to share specifically on that medium, like it feels like a lot, maybe they're just adding more noise and more work that isn't yielding anything, which I think is where we get into burnout territory. Well, and people aren't always looking for it. And that's the lucky thing is that when people are looking online, they're looking up business coach or something like that. And they're finding me mm-hmm. and I get found pretty far and wide. 
and at least across Canada, I get found. And I had people in, from the US find me, which from those types of terms, or maybe it's business strategists or marketing strategists. So that they are looking for somebody. They've already decided they need help. On Instagram or LinkedIn, how many impressions do you need to get before you find somebody who's actually like, oh, I happen to be thinking about this. Right. So it's like, there's the, what can you, how can you make it more direct? And this is also why I want to experiment with Facebook ads to this small product. I have the roadmap because I want to find people who are directly grappling with the very issue of how do I create a marketing roadmap that's customized that works for me. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have that problem. And so instead of just putting it out into the ether and hoping that there's some people are happen to be thinking about that, this, this process tries to efficiently find the people who are really grappling with that. Yeah. And I and love that in turn, that's the joy of marketing for you because you're curious about how it will work. You love the content itself. And like, I can sense that you really love looking at the numbers and that's part of the fun and the joy and the game of it for you. I mean, is that, is there kind of that match as well? Yeah. I'm a results oriented person yeah. and I, I mean, not like I'm a numbers person on a light level. I don't want to spend all day on them. I, I think it's more like I want to know what's working. And I, I really want to be able to offer something to people that I'm like, here's the numbers. Like I'm not really going to beef it up or pump it up and make it sound like it's better than it is. Or, oh, no, it just takes time. Don't worry about it. I, there's an honest conversation that happens with that kind of transparency. And that's what I like. I just added Facebook ads last year as a service. And that was a really big decision because it was a huge learning curve. Right. But the part of the reason why I liked it was like, wow, this is very challenging. But I also love the fact that it is strategic. Like when I talked to a new client yesterday and I said, I'm just going to be honest with you. I am a strategist. So I'm going to ask you questions about like your whole funnel so I can make sure this is going to work for you. And in that hour, it wasn't quite an onboarding. It was just our consult. I helped her work out pricing that made much more sense that wasn't confusing. And that's just something I can't help to add because I like to look at things that are going to work. I don't want to say, just say, oh, I'll take your money and do this piece right. without looking at the full picture. So that's also the way that I think anyone can add depth to the service that they offer. Instead of just being like, I will do the thing I said I do, it's how do you really impress people? Like, how yeah. do you really get them excited and feel like, yeah, like you're exactly who I want to hire right now because you're offering more value mm-hmm. for less money than others. And that, that's thrilling when somebody finds somebody who's like up and coming and comes with all these skills that <laughs> isn't charging thousands and thousands for this thing. Because you know there's so many people out there doing that. Right. And that's not the way you get there. You don't start out char- overcharging for, for like the highest in the market. You start out by giving people and delighting them, like giving them a bit more than they expect. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that often the delight when I'm engaged with a client is it's because I love their their message or whatever it is they're doing so much that I really cannot help myself but share the other little nuggets that come along with what my experience offers them. Like it's coming from this really fun place of like, how else can we grow this for you? Or how can we get your podcast in front of more eyeballs? Or how can we extend the amazing message that this person has to a new place so that they can continue the work that they do? And that's, I, I think it's, yeah, it's part of that delight piece. Yeah. And it's I fun love for doing. you. 
I know. And imagine the fact that you can grow your business that way without having to be like, okay, pressure, got to get somebody else, got to move on. Like mm-hmm. I can't do that because, because I have something else I need to do because I'm on this growth track. Right. And I just feel like not everyone's wired to grow a business that way, but yet those are the examples we see out there. Yeah. You know, the people who grew fast or were the 10 year overnight sensation, meaning like they've been doing some things for a while and then all of a sudden skyrocketed. That's like, they worked really hard before that. And they worked a lot and not everyone's wired to work at that level of performance and pressure. Right. And we were kind of told like do an online course. It's like without an audience and without a super, super like niche and no marketing experience and copywriting and all that, that's likely not going to sell. No. And Yet everyone wants the outcome, but they're years away from having the skill set or the, the narrowness of the niche and all that to getting there. So it's like we're seeing examples only of what works at levels that we are, you know, a lot of these, a lot of people aren't at yet. And so that's what's um, missing in the market. Right. It's the, totally, real, the reality. Yeah. Well, and the truth and, and like you're saying, the reality of the situation of it is going to in many cases, take a while for you to kind of find your footing, experiment, have fun and play with what you like. Like, I would never have guessed starting out. I mean, as I said, I thought this podcast was going to support a life coach business. But then people started asking me, how do you do that? And can you show me how? And then I was like, wait, this is the business. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't tried, if I'd just gone out and said, okay, well, here's my newsletter and here's my online course. And because I had to have all the experience that I was gathering in that moment before I'd be able to offer the breadth of services that I do now in the way that I do. And I think that what people aren't recognizing is being someone who went from life coach to business coach to business strategist to now marketing strategist who offers business design as well. Like let's map, like look at your whole business. Let's look at your offers and your pricing and and the funnel, like the path that they get from here to there and the positioning and all that. That's really hard to sell. Facebook ads is like, oh, you do ads. I was thinking of doing ads. Let's talk. And and then that's like, if they're interested and they're ready because they have things that will sell well enough, then it's easy. Whereas trying to be the all things to all people or super customized or a generic kind of offer is really hard. And so the best thing I think anyone can do early on is get a really highly tangible skill (laughs) set that they can then sell very easily to very clearly people will know whether they like it or not. They define, I have a need for this or I don't. Yeah. and if it could be recurring revenue, even better, because <laughs> then you don't need as many clients. And then imagine having that buffer of five to 10,000, like for a newer business, like five to 10,000 a month. It was like, you didn't actually have to go out and get new, new clients. And it was ongoing. It wasn't like, oh, a six month coaching contract. It was like year after year, they're going to have like you, this podcast. Yeah or do ads. I think that kind of thing will really help people then be able to experiment with more joy because the fear of not earning or something is taken care of. Yeah, totally. I've found that to be true. And I very much love too what you're saying that's kind of inherent in this is that joy is often for me and and probably for a lot of people that are coaches or consultants is it's the interpersonal and the relationship piece of it. I mean, that's what I always love the most as a project manager back when I was one. 
you know, uh, in the ad agency world was like getting to know the people and getting to know a brand so well that I was able to like intuitively get into their business with them as easily as they could. But it was also about the relationship of like, I wanted so much for this person and their career and how they looked that like it was coming from this humble place of a servant's heart of like, Mm -hmm. I want this for you so much. And I think the relationship piece of it is what is key there. And I know you've talked about it in other places as well. It's, It's that relationship building, even going back to like conferences where you find the people and you know you've got a, the foundation of something that you really like and you want to work with. And then from there, the business is like the marketing is kind of non-existent almost because it's just natural. Oh, yeah. And people whose businesses I love, I want them to do better. That's really exciting for me to see them succeed. And I think if anyone else identifies as somebody who needs to feel satisfied from the actual work they're doing and not just the revenue, then I would really pay attention to the relationship type of business because that's where you're going to be more fulfilled. Like I I really needed to make sure that I had set up my business and my offers in a way that I was attracting the kind of people who I could get the best results for and who actually did something like actually got the results, whether it was them doing it on their own or now I'm doing more stuff for them or with them. But before I even had more control over some of that, I would set them up to do all these things and then they wouldn't always do it. And that wasn't very satisfying for me. Even though the information was good, they had a block or they weren't ready or they weren't committed and they got overwhelmed and they didn't necessarily do anything with it. And that was just hard. So I I had to change my positioning to attract people who are like, oh, I need this. Right. And I will use it. And that has been so amazing to see that. And that gives you confidence, right? Marketing is all about confidence. If yeah. you're confident in what you do and how well you do it, you market naturally. Because mm-hmm. you just are totally confident that there's no reason why what you do isn't of value to people. So you don't question it. And it's when we question it that we get in the way of marketing. Yeah. So true. And I think when you're in that space of confidence and and enjoy it in in service of the thing that you love, it's very easy to talk because marketing is really all about communications and conversations. So when you are in a space of like, well, yeah, of course I want to talk about this all the time. Well, then (laughs) like marketing is like breathing. It's like no different. But And I think that was the thing that was an aha moment for me back when I had a blog and it would never grew. And, you know, some of it now, you know, (laughs) Provides, so the same thing happened with me. Sorry. Yeah, it provides ongoing SEO for my own site still, but it's a couple of articles. But but then when I switched into something that I loved and I can't stop talking about, that's when it grew. And I think maybe it's if, if somebody's in that space of feeling like, but I don't know how and this feels like it's, a, it's trudgery or like really hard. Well, then I think maybe there's a pivot they need to look for or they need to just turn towards something that feels more joyful in whatever that thing is because... I don't want to discourage anyone, but I think maybe they haven't quite found the thing yet. Yeah. And that's important. So it's like important to be mindful of trying to find the business offer thing. That took me years to really pull back to offering a couple extra things now, which is like the Facebook ads and some more marketing management and sort of fractional CMO work that I do. But also I scaled back like three month co- like business strategy packages to 
a half day session because I felt like that was going to give people the best start and all the information they needed and like really figuring with some follow-up support, really helping them figure out their brand, their positioning and their whole strategy. And then if they needed to go off and hire support or get a VA or whatever they needed, they could do that. And then I wasn't there as the accountability support. I was there as the like providing the roadmap. And that was like, wow, that's the service that I feel awesome about. And I know I can get people the best results immediately. And that was just natural. And it was easier Mm -hmm. to explain, easier to sort of sell because it was easier to explain what the result would be and what we would do because I'd gotten it down to a not a science. Like there's so much art within those sessions, but it's very like there's a certain components of a business model and we're going to look at them. So that's the thing. Simplifying and focusing the offer so it is so clear that you're confident selling it. People know what they get. You know how to describe it and you know who it's for and you don't, and they know who it's for and who it's not for. And then the same with the marketing. Find that one place that you love showing up, that it's natural, that you connect with people, that you actually feel fulfilled doing mm-hmm. and you come back from it feeling great. That's how simple it needs to be. And it, and it is a work in progress. You may not have it instantly. It took yeah. me years, but that's when things start to flow. Yes. Mm, yeah. And that's where I think, well, that's where I know the joy is, is it when you can hit the flow. So good. <laughs> yeah. I think it takes some mindfulness. I think it takes a little bit of pacing to figure that out. Mm-hmm. It's not about rushing and hustling. I think it's about sitting back and going, will anything not happen differently if I don't show up on Instagram for a week? You know, like, right. like honestly, like testing your metal a little bit and being like, is, is this really going to matter? And being willing to not feel the desperate feeling and kind of allow things to emerge. There's a lot more that can come out of that than just being busy and filling, filling up the schedule. Totally agree. Well, and I I feel you definitely have to come back because I feel like this conversation needs to keep going. We all have to still have to talk about the personality and business style someday. So we'll yes, do that. <laughs> I totally agree. So if somebody is having an aha moment and they want to find you, where can they find you and what kinds of offerings do you have for people right now? Yeah, so I'm at scalingdeep.com. I can be found on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, great. I'm not on there like engaging all the time, but I'm, I'm there. And I have, the, as I mentioned, the Scaling Deep Marketing Roadmap, which is at this time, $37. It's really my business design session, which is the first thing I like to offer people is that sort of half day, let's map out the business. Let's figure out where the holes are in your marketing. Let's figure out where the positioning is not quite like the messaging in your business isn't quite communicating what you do. That I have I, as an offer still, but I also have this roadmap where I've got some training and it's a self-guided business design session. So that I think is really worth doing for any business. And I highly encourage you to do that first. And then of course, there's my Scaling Deep podcast, which is available for anyone to listen to all the time. Awesome. And, and of course, I'll link up to all those things in the show notes. You guys can find them and along with the episode we had. I love your podcast very much. And it's always a treat to get to talk to you because I just feel like such synergy between the two. I know, right? We had awesome. this immediate connection, didn't we? It was we like, did. Yeah. yeah. So last and most joyfully, what are three ways that you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world, or in other people's lives? I would say being self-aware is my favorite. Taking action 
before overthinking things too much because that always leads you to the next step. And I just say taking care of yourself, like taking care of the important things that fill you up, whether it's being outside like me and exercising or reading a book or whatever it is. So you've got to take that time to enjoy the, the journey and guard some of that time. I thank you so much for joining me, Lisa. It's been so much fun talking to you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you want to find out more about this episode, including links to the things that we've talked about, you can find the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can search for this episode right up there in the right-hand corner of the website. You'll find it. While you're on the website, I know you're going to want to sign up for my weekly newsletter, which is Three Joyful Things. It's where I take a look and give you guys the behind the scenes of what I'm really thinking about with each episode, including the inspiration, intention, and action, along with the choices that you can make in your own life to bring some of the things that each guest or I share into your everyday life. So it's a lot of fun. You can find the sign up for that off the homepage or within the show notes of every episode. And I would love to connect with you. I hang out a ton on Instagram where my handle is jumpstartyourjoy. You can also find the Facebook page for this podcast at jumpstartyourjoy. So I hope you guys will come on back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. Joy.